podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Whistleblowers Daily, a brand new bite-sized show going out every weekday of the football season. Each episode will give you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each. I'm Mark Smith, alongside me as ever is Martin Gritton. These are your football headlines for Monday the 15th of August. Both Thomas Tuchel and Antonio Conte were sent off following a thrilling two-all draw between Chelsea and Tottenham at Stamford Bridge. The managers clashed after the first Tottenham equaliser and again at full time. Conte refused to be drawn into the incident after the game. He said, if there's a problem, it's between me and him. Nottingham Forest have won their first Premier League game for 23 years as they beat West Ham 1-0 at the City Ground. Teo Awani scored his first goal for the club while Declan Rice saw a second-half penalty saved by on-loan keeper Dean Henderson. Man United boss Eric Ten Hag has another big week ahead as he desperately tries to get new players through the door at Old Trafford. Another humiliating defeat, this time to Brentford, has been described as a new low for the club and the players had a scheduled day off on Sunday cancelled as the new boss called him in for extra training. They play Liverpool, just Liverpool, next Monday. And finally, Everton have rejected a £40 million bid from Chelsea for Anthony Gordon. It is thought the London club will return with a higher offer for the player. Those are your headlines. Right, let's start with the first one then. Chelsea against Spurs and here is comedian and Tottenham fan Reese James with his take on the game. Chelsea v Spurs, Stamford Bridge, me, Bristol, double tree by Hilton, aircon, warm cookie. Completely alone watching it on the Hilton Honours Wi-Fi, doing my very best but on delay, receiving texts from this very podcast host spoiling the action. And people say that derbies don't have the fire they once did now that VAR has taken the sting out of the game. Well, the spice is very much still alive in London. Not only did it become an insanely feisty match, boiling over into genuine violence almost, but it also spawned two memes. First of all, a hair pull from Christian Romero on Kukurea that will replace the Chiellini Saka meme for years to come. Secondly, of course, the handshake. A handshake going on too long. Thomas Tuchel's fault. Conte reacting like Pingu. Mouth agape. Can't believe that he's put a clown buzzer in his palm. Resilience, not the difference. People keep saying that it's resilience as a Spurs fan, as the original Reese James, who supports Tottenham. It's not resilience that Conte had, Okay, We had a record number of late equalisers and winners under Pochettino, usually from Ericsson, just thinking, ah, I might as well, and then shooting from 40 yards. The difference is we were rubbish. We didn't deserve anything from the game, and yet we still got something. That, and that alone, is the Conte effect. Richarlison and Basuma celebrating like mad, face into the camera, Gloating. Both only played a collective 20 minutes for the club, but ready to run through brick walls for the man. If this is what they're like in game two, what's their attitude going to be like by the end of the season? The fans are going to love them. Conte is going to love them. They just need to be careful not to overstay their welcome when he shakes their hands at the end of the game. That was Rhys James, comedian, Spurs fan, all-round pretty decent guy. Uh, Let's move on. Martin, uh, the second headline, (laughs) Nottingham Forest winning their first Premier League game for 23 years. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a Derby County supporter for those listeners that don't know. Uh, but I've got to, you know, all due respect, Forrest have come up and they've decided they are going to throw some money at it, giving themselves a good chance. Lots of players come through the door and I thought they were excellent uh, yesterday, even if West Ham probably should have got something out of the game. Yes, I uh, wholeheartedly agree. It was one of those ones, a little bit of emotion. Being at home and and, and mm. having the crowd behind them obviously helped. 
West Ham didn't do themselves any favours, did they? I mean, Declan Rice will probably be thinking about that penalty until uh, he manages yeah. to put it to bed in, in another game somewhere. But yeah, the, the ghost of Mark Noble haunting him a little bit, perhaps. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I don't... I, it was a kind of uh, a heart overhead one, wasn't it? I think that, you know, Nottingham Forest uh, winning, it's, it's slightly romantic, but uh, but yeah, West Ham should have done better and they've not got off to a good start, let's face it. No, they haven't. I, the first game of the season, home to Man City, is obviously anything is a bonus there, isn't it? This one, I thought they actually played pretty well, West Ham. Um, they hit the bar twice. They had a goal disallowed, which I'm not completely sure about, but, but whatever. But yeah, Forrest came through and, and um, they're giving themselves a good shot. So I suppose congratulations to Knott's Forest, as I'm going to call them for the rest of the <laughs> season. I think they like that. Right, finally. Oh, no, not finally. We've got two more stories. Sorry, Grits. Uh, Man United... Um, I didn't really want to talk about them, but they don't give us any choice, do they? We, that was, that's got to be a new low, I think. Let, let's take nothing away from Brentford. They were excellent, but that 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 was unacceptable just from a neutral watching it. Yeah, that was alarming, wasn't it? I mean, uh, uh, for 4-0 at halftime is just an mm. insane stat for any Premier League match let alone Man United the players at their disposal I mean just sloppy errors from back to front you know to get let me stop you there Grits let me stop you there you say they're the players at their disposal do you think are you saying that those players should be doing better or are you saying that the players actually are just pretty simply not good enough Um, the the people out on the pitch should be able to put a competitive match against Brentford I mean that's without a, without a shadow of a doubt. Hundred um, percent. But those games are rarely decided on that. And for um, there's no, there's no more sobering thing for a Man United fan than playing Brighton and Brentford, shipping six goals in, and just being outclassed in both games just by teams that are better organised. Out, outclassed, out for, outrun, everything. <laughs> if it comes down to just wanting it more. And that's why I find that brought the players in on a Sunday, such an old school note. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious. I remember many, many sessions where we've been forced to watch the full 90 minutes again on a VHS on a, after driving back for some did, godforsaken did that journey. Work? And then, what it does is it makes you not want to do that again. And that's the whole yeah. point of it. The whole point is going, look, if you're not going to respond to normal incentives, like doing your job, yes. then we will find ways to make your life more inconvenient until you decide to try harder. And it's, it can be, it's something as simple as that. Well, we, we know that obviously it's, a, it's a, there's a lot of psychology in, in all elite sport. Have you ever played in a team that has just got so little confidence that it, it's a real struggle to do basic, basic things right? Because that's what it looks like to me is happening at United at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you get that. But away from home, this is the respite. But away from home, you've, there's no there's nowhere to hate. There's no point being afraid to go out and play. Lacking confidence is such a cop-out. It's like <clears throat> you can still work hard. You can still apply yourself. Yeah, you that's know, true. And that's it's, true. Um, and, and, and you generally, I would sometimes get it, you'll see it in teams at the end of the season. So a team that's got nothing to fight for. And then players, you can almost understand them, lack of motivation. Uh, there's a way that they, they're like, oh, say you're out of contract or say something's happened. There's other other factors. It's a second game, second game yeah. in. So uh, yeah. it should be better. Only 36 left to go. Uh, finally, Grits, uh, Everton rejected a £40 million bid from Chelsea for Anthony Gordon. Um, I feel like this Chelsea owner is just not going to stop until he gets the player he wants. 
Uh, do you think this is a realistic transfer, one that you can see happening in the next couple of weeks before the deadline closes? Mm, yeah, not sure. It's funny, isn't it? Um, I'm sorry, my body keeps sending through emails. Um, yeah, no, interesting one. I, uh, I mean, it's just funny seeing Chelsea splashing the cash around and not being Abramovich's. So, um, yeah, uh, what's this space? Bowley, Todd Bowley. Oh, I've lost you, Grace. Hello? Oh, I Hello, lost man. you there. Oh, sorry, mate. I just said, um, yeah, it's just, uh, uh, yeah, I've not really followed that transfer, but it's, it's always funny watching Chelsea go after a player and pay over the odds. So uh, I expect <laughs> this will be another case of that. Uh, over the odds, says Grits. I think actually it's not a bad, it's not a bad, uh, it's, it's not, it'd be a good signing and ultimately the money doesn't really matter to Chelsea at the moment. Uh, anyway, right, that's it. That's all we've got time for today. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow, Grits. Thanks for listening. Uh, this has been Whistleblowers Daily. Sports Social Podcast Network.